this is Tony Lloyd. Being a broadcaster for many years, I've witnessed some great stories in the music industry. And now I want to bring as many music stories to you as I can in this series of podcasts. My goal is that they will inspire others making their way in the music world. Music Stories with Tony Lloyd. Santino Saints, welcome to Music Stories. How are you? Very well, thank you for having me. You're very welcome. You're talking to me from Brixton in South London, or should I say South London? Yeah, South 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 London. London. Uh, And speaking as a North Londoner, (laughs) I can identify with all the different dialects and stuff like that. (laughs) Now, you've got uh, a new track out called Whiskey and Wine, and we'll talk about that in a little minute. Um, And you wrote it in the south of France. I want to ask you about that as well, because that's where I live. Uh, and so on. But I want to talk about um, your history, first of all, and how it all started in the music business for you. You know, how old were you? Did you mm. sort of learn the piano when you were two and stuff like that? <laughs> <laughs> kind of, actually. Yeah. Kind of something like that. Um, I guess that's every, you know, musician's origin story, really, learning the piano at early ages. Uh, but my kind of first introduction into music generally was through my dad, uh, who is a music producer, um, and a multi-instrumentalist, you know, plays trumpet, saxophone, guitar, sings, all of those things. Wow. And I had always been around him making music in a group. He was in a, in a hip hop group in Brixton. And from as early as I can remember, I was singing. We had a CD that we used to listen to in the car on the way to my grandma's that had loads of old R&B and soul classics. Uh, and I know the whole CD, even the scratches where it stops, <laughs> where it restarts. And I still sing it with him to this day. So oh, that was great. kind of my early. And who are who were your influences? Apart from your father, obviously, who are your other yeah. influences musically? I find it so hard to pinpoint um, a handful of influences uh, because I know there were so many influences from early soul stuff, jazz stuff, uh, even rock and metal stuff. I would say that the first artist I was I were really drawn to and really kind of took a grab on was probably Amy Winehouse and Nirvana, Jimi Hendrix, mm. and probably like, funnily enough, the Slipknots and the Bullet for My Valentine world of people, guitar-wise. All right. I was going to say, do you play the guitar like Hendrix? I try to. I try to. Yeah. Uh, as many people do, but I wouldn't say exactly like him. Okay. Well, that's a good guy to copy, obviously. Very true. Yeah. Very true. Can you play it behind your back like he did sometimes? I can. can, actually. Can you? Yeah, that's, not amazingly, but I can definitely do it. That's awesome. That is awesome. I was joking, and it's true. That's awesome. <laughs> no, my my me and my friends uh, who are my two of my friends are really really good guitarists, mm. and they we were drunk one time and basically <laughs> bet each other that we couldn't do that. So we spent an hour trying to do that, and now we can. <laughs> that's fantastic. How would you describe your music then? Somebody listening to this, I would attempt to describe my music as. R&B with uh, soft rock influences, you know, a lot of distorted guitars, big reverbs, um, and telling stories about the darker and unrequited sides of love. That's generally what I would try and say. (laughs) And (laughs) most musicians I speak to uh, compose music based on life experiences. So uh, does that mean you've had a dark love experience? Uh, I think somewhat, I think, I think it's funny. Um, a lot of the time people hear my music and they expect me to be 
I guess exactly like the music, and I think I'm way more, I'm way smilier than the the sad and dark, twisted concepts that I sometimes write about. But I think that's the way of dealing with them, really. So yeah, that's true. Be positive and try to keep smiling. I have to say exactly. uh, to people listening to music stories that Santino is smiling throughout this interview. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that's very good. I don't know if it's a nerves or what. I don't know. But it's always it's good to smile, isn't it? And you, do you know you can tell if somebody's smiling um, by listening to them without seeing them. Really? Yeah, you can. Yeah, I can imagine. You can hear it in their tonality. Yeah, that's right, because your, your mouth is more open. It's, yeah, it's, right. it's interesting, yeah. Okay, um, why are you a musician instead of uh, a nurse or an accountant or something? You know, Obviously, it was your love from early days with your father's influence. Yeah, for sure. Um, I actually think as well as that. I've always had a desire to to tell stories. And I know that sounds like such an artist thing to say, but I think my my kind of need to wake up in the morning and like create from how I feel is is has been a blessing that I've been able to turn it into a career essentially. Um mm. and I think once you start making music and start really going for it, I actually become a lot worse at other things. And I find <laughs> that I I had to lean into being creative, which means I kind of lent out of being able to do certain other skills um so it wasn't kind of a surprise that i became quote-unquote less book smart as i became better creative yeah understand for me anyway yeah okay and um uh tell me about this new single then uh whiskey and wine uh tell me yeah. about that what what influenced you to to write that song um whiskey and wine influenced me very heavily to write that song uh wrote it on a hangover actually so you, you drank whiskey and wine. You should never mix. What do they say? Mix the the, the grape and the um, the, the what's it on the wheat? The grain. The grain. That's it. Uh, yeah, something like that. Uh, well, I do often, um, <laughs> and I think that the. I mean, it used to be all right when I was a couple of years younger. I feel like I've just hit the twenty-five mark, and I can even feel the couple of beers start to feel a bit different than than they used to. But uh, the song. I wrote in the south of France um, when I went on a writing camp with some of my friends about a year ago, uh, a year and a half ago maybe, and I'd just come out of a my only and long-term relationship, which was like four years long. Um, and obviously in, in I was in the mode to write breakup songs and all of these things, which I kind of always am regardless. Uh, and the song is basically about two things that don't mix and, and you, you keep trying to mix them um, and the hangover idea of of it, that is kind of blended into it when you, the first line talks about waking up in the morning and all of these things. And then, you know, it kind of wears off and then you go back and you do it again and you realise that actually these two things don't mix but you can't seem to stop putting them together. Mm. Yeah. I've just realised I've got that track here on a, on another computer. Shall we have a little listen to it? Nice. Why not? Why not? listen to it now. in August too scared to make my bed It's like I can only sleep by the shape you had And every time the phone rings I hope to God it's you Tell me about uh, your, your writing camp in France What goes on at one of those? Is that a an alcoholic thing? <laughs> uh, somewhat, I guess we're all British, so we like to drink probably a bit more than we do. 
than yeah. everyone else does. Actually, maybe Europeans too. But um, really, it's a bunch of my friends who are all really talented and make music with other people in the industry. And we just go away and write songs all day um, and go for walks. I've done one uh, before during lockdown in Kent. We were lucky enough to manage to go to like a house for like two weeks um, and lock ourselves in there. And really a lot of, we just, we have a lot of fun. Sometimes it's actually hard to be able to write serious songs because you just got, you know, a bunch of boys in their mid twenties, just in a house having fun. But um, mm. we always seem to come out with a lot of material. I think one of the last times I went, I went for 12 days and we had 15 songs. Oh, wow. So, That's pretty good going. Yeah. <laughs> yeah That's sort of a, an album, you know? Yeah. Yeah. We did make a whole album. <laughs> That's fantastic. And yeah. tell me about touring because um, I know you do mm. some you do some tours or two, don't you? Yep, yep. I uh, went on tour twice last year. Uh, the first one was my own tour, uh, which I headlined, which was fun. And the next one was a tour with O Seven O Shake, who's an amazing artist from New Jersey. Uh, it's it's fun. I mean, me going on tour at the same time as coming out of my first long term relationship that had been in from nineteen was a hell of a combination for sure. Uh, and I think now when I tour again, I won't tour in the same way I did. However, I needed to tour how I did, which was very wild. And, you know, you stay in the kind of cheap places on your first tours and do all of those things. Really fun, but not sustainable, I don't believe. No. But, well, it's all right for, you You know, youngsters like you, you know, I'd, I'd have to have a five-star hotel. <laughs> no, I'm with you. I'm with you now. That's what I need. <laughs> do you find it tiring and stressful doing it? Do you sort of need a holiday after it? Yeah. Yeah. I think it's it's a weird one, right? Because when you, when you have, you know, certain types of jobs, you do end up traveling so much and you're having fun, though it is stressful. Um, and because you travel so much, you kind of want to go home and you never really find time to make a holiday or book a holiday, I think, mm. for myself. Um, so... I find it's a weird balance trying to trying to get to a place where you're like, oh, I need to look after myself and go away and do all of those things. And I think you only get that once you kind of push it too far, mm. which I've realised. But um, yeah, I, I do think it's tiring, but I think it's a blessing to be able to travel around and play songs in different countries and mm. have people sing them back to you like, yeah. It could be worse, you know, could have a harder job. No, so. no, that sounds fantastic. Okay, yeah, it's worth all the stress and the effort, of course. Yeah, definitely. Okay. Um, and tell me about how you're coping with the, the modern music industry because, as you know, people download and stream, but you don't make much money, if any, out of all that. So uh, how do you cope with that? No. It's, it's all, all merchandise and tours, isn't it, these days, to make a living? Yeah, tour money and brand money. If you're if you're lucky enough to be brand friendly, then a lot of that stuff comes from from there. Um, okay, it's it's not only a tough uh, tough industry to navigate in terms of money, but also especially with a lot of new social medias and TikTok and everything, being able to be an artist and have your songs kind of even be heard by a large group of people is tough. When you know five years ago there was. You know, I don't know the numbers, but let's say there was 40,000 songs coming out a day. Now there's at least 250,000, you know, mm. numbers are, I just made them up. However, the scale is, is yeah. way bigger nowadays. So you're just fighting to be heard on a different level, regardless of whether you've made up music before and released for the last 10 years. Mm. Um, so trying to stay creative and, and cut through that way is one of the biggest challenges too. Well, I, I admire you for, you know, for being brave and, and, and going for it in that way, yeah. you know. Thanks. 
yeah. because you know when I, when I started my uh, career in radio and broadcasting, then obviously there were seven inch and twelve inch vinyls, and uh, yeah. it was a thing. And so you know the artist had a cut in what was everything that was being sold, and that's why there's so many very rich old time yeah. artists. You know, I mean, how rich is Elton John? <laughs> Yeah, um, I wonder how many rich new time artists there will be. <laughs> well, um, so I, I, I think it's really bad, you know. I mean, I, pl- I play people's songs on, on the radio, um, but, uh, you know, it's down to the radio station to play pay the copyright and everything else. But it but it's it's tiny. And I yeah. think if a musician has the talent and creates a nice piece of music, whatever it is, and people like it and want to listen to it, then they should pay a little bit towards it, I think. Completely agree. I completely agree. Mm, I think most musicians would. Have you got any <laughs> any advice for anybody listening to music stories, any uh, up-and-coming artists, wherever they may be listening to this, uh, about all of the problems in the music industry? What advice would you give them in your experience? Yeah. Um, uh, there are, I guess, a couple of things I'd always, I always like to say. And... The first one is always remember to be free in your creative expression. I think it's very easy to get bogged down in what other people are doing and look at what's being successful. But I think you have to remember that the reason you are being a creative person is because you have a desire to tell a story and tell that story in any way you want to do it. Don't tell it in a way that you think makes money or a way that you think other people will like, because at the end of the day, that's not being, being creative is about having a purpose, you know, and mm. it's not your purpose to, to make other people happy. It's to tell a story and if people buy into it, people buy into it. Sure. That's, so maybe be influenced thing. by people, but don't copy them. Yeah. Yeah. And I just, I just think you have to create without looking around. Like you have to, you have to harness the, the thing you have inside of you and turn that into a, into a power in itself before you start looking elsewhere. Mm. Mm. Okay, that's good advice. Well, um, I wish you well with your new tracks called Whiskey and Wine. It's available to download at a very reasonable price. (laughs) Just about everywhere. And good luck with your future tours as well. Your website is santinolasaint.com. And um, we'll put that with the text that goes with this podcast episode as well. It's been really nice talking to you. Yes, you too. Thank you so much for your time. Appreciate it. Tony Lloyd, creating audio and film worldwide.